This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And welcome back. BetMGM Tonight continues live from the BetQL studios in Washington, D.C. Ryan Horvath, P.J. Glasser with you tonight watching some college hoops. Duke down 29-21 to Virginia Tech on the road. 10.30 to go here in the first half. Duke Dogs not playing really well at home this season. Year one for John Shire. The over looking really good, though. The total now 158.5 on the live uh, line. And then you have Virginia Tech 7.5 point favorites live right now over at BetMGM. At the half, Northwestern at home, up 32-26 on Wisconsin. Wisconsin plus 5.5, that total 123.5. NBA action, some games just getting underway. The Bucks up big already on the Pistons. They're up 24-8. to Looks like the Bucks were probably just the safe play. And then our Magic up 13-8 to early on Boston. They're 5.5-point dogs still on the live line. That total, 223.5. Let's talk a little football. Big win for the Bengals. Not a lot of people saw that coming. They closed as 5.5-point dogs in the game. And joining us right now is Lindsey Patterson, host for Q102 Cincinnati. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Lindsey, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, be honest, how nervous were you yesterday going into that game without three offensive linemen? Even though I thought we overblew that a little bit, everybody overrated that. Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl last year with no offensive line. How worried were you going into that game against the Bills yesterday, especially on the road? I think any Bengals fan, when it comes to the playoffs, you go back to last season and that crazy run, it really took some crazy defensive last minute plays for this team to be able to pull off some of those road wins. So you go in versus Buffalo, a heavy favorite in the offseason to go to the Super Bowl. And everybody was talking about the offensive line this week. And that's one good comparison that you just made. That's one thing that Joe Burrow, he had to overcome last year. And I would say that offensive line last year in the Super Bowl was far worse, even though you're down three offensive linemen, that's never easy on the road. But I just, uh, I think a lot of Bengals fans were feeling a, a little game day nerves. But to be completely honest with you, by halftime, third quarter, you're like, okay, they, they might be just fine in this game. And it felt kind of stress-free, to be honest. Yeah, Lindsay, what impressed you more? Was it the play on both lines of scrimmage from the Bengals, the O-line and the D-line, or was it the defense as a total? I mean, holding Buffalo's offense at home to 10 points, that's one of the best performances we've seen all season. Yeah, I mean, credit to Lou and Arumo. Every single week, he's kind of like a mad scientist, as Eli Apple likes to call him. He's impressive. You have to go back to all the wins against the Chiefs in big-time games, the AFC Championship game last year. You go to at home in regular season. The game last season surprised a lot of people when they were able to win that one and secure the AFC North in back-to-back years. So it is impressive, but he just finds a way to get it done. And I think when you think of that game, when the game was over, look, the offensive line, played well. Joe Burrow, of course, played well. But 
10 points for Josh Allen is extremely impressive with this offense because you still have digs over there as a wide receiver. And Gabe Davis is one who shows up when it's, when it's the playoffs as a big time receiver. So I think a lot of Bengals fans were really surprised that they were able to hold them to 10 because I thought it was going to be more of a low 20 kind of game for both squads. I just can't believe Lou was was able to to find a way again. So I would say I was a little more impressed with the defense to be able to do it again from Lou and Aramo's units. And, and I find and Lou's still so damn underrated. And I think he's going to get some head coaching looks here the next couple of years. Do you think they have a chance to retain him for next year? Or do you think that he's gone probably, especially if they go on to another Super Bowl and they beat Mahomes again? I just think he's going to get some looks. But I don't know, because everybody wants to go offensive minds now, you know? It's the offensive mind league. Honestly, it's really, really hard to get over that for a lot of teams. And I said it before, probably about a month or so ago. I said, if I'm the Denver Broncos, I'm giving Lou a call. I want to find a way to stop Pat Mahomes two times a year when I have to face him. So I think he's going to get a few more interviews. But to be completely honest with you, I think he's going to be in Cincinnati next year as the defensive coordinator. This might be the last year in Cincinnati because I think teams are really going to miss on this. And that's unfortunate for them. But I know a lot of people in Cincinnati feel really selfish right now. And they want Lou Anarumo to still be the defensive coordinator. But I, I think it's a huge miss if, if teams aren't taking a chance at least having more conversations with Lou Anarumo because his defense loves him. These guys talk him up. You hear DJ Reader, the cornerback, secondary room. They just talk about the chemistry, what they have with Lou. And I'll be completely honest with you. When Lou comes off the sideline, he's the happiest coach player uh, that is uh, just cheering on the crowd when, when they get over a win. So I, I think he's just a gem to have in Cincinnati. And, and we'll be really sad when he leaves because I don't think he's going to be here too much longer, but maybe one more season. And then it's funny because Zach Taylor, you know, even though they coach, even though he coached a team to the Super Bowl last year, everybody was really down on Zach Taylor and they kind of switched up the offense. It became the Joe Burrow offense, like kind of what Peyton Manning was doing in Indianapolis. Now everybody loves Zach Taylor. What grade would you give him? Uh, for this season? Honestly, it honestly goes back to week five because um, Ian Rappaport was one to report on that from the NFL Network that they decided they need to make a little bit of a change when it comes to the offense, you know, the play calls, Brian Callahan, Dan Pitcher, the quarterback coach, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow, are really part of who's going to call the plays and how that's going to work. And they all work together to figure that out, how they kind of changed this offense. And you could really tell going back from after the week five game to where they're at right now. And Zach Taylor, I mean, I'll tell you right now, it took a minute for some fans to really embrace him. Even yeah. after a Super Bowl run, when you start 0-2, a lot of people start to doubt you. They say it's all Joe Burrow, it's the weapons, it's not the coaching. But one of the cool things about Zach Taylor, all the players on the squad, they buy into it. And Joe Burrow said it after his rookie year, even though he didn't end his rookie year early due to injury, just put out on social media and he's not one to tweet a lot. And it was a paragraph pretty much just saying, I like the direction this team is really going with Zach Taylor as our leader. And he says amazing things. So if you have number nine on your side, um, I think Zach Taylor's doing a fine job behind the scenes and just incredible that he has five playoff wins right now. That's, yeah. that's, the scene that they had in franchise history of five total before Joe Burrow. It is incredible. Lindsay, it's crazy to think this, but you know, everybody, when they play the chiefs, they're like petrified of them, right? You're scared of Mahomes and that offense. And it's just a scary thought to play them. But as like a Bengals fan, are you almost like, no, this is the team we want, right? We're Burrow's three, no against them. We have their number. Is it weird going into this game? And like, this is almost the team that you wanted to play in a sense, because you kind of have their number. 
You know, it's crazy because I actually put that out on Twitter a couple of days ago. If you're the, I put it through the Kansas City eyes. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, do you want the Bills to win or do you want Cincinnati to win? Cincinnati wins, you're going back to Arrowhead. You get the home game. But if it's the Bills, you're going neutral side. And I feel like they would do pretty well against the Bills, even though the Bills beat them in regular season. It's hard to beat a team four times. Mm -hmm. It really is. So nobody's taking that for granted. I'm sure they want a little bit of revenge. It's AFC North Championship a year later with these two teams. And you really want to get back to the Super Bowl if you're Patrick Mahomes. But they just, it, it honestly, going into this game, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think it's going to be close. Every game versus Kansas City feels like a tough battle, and they win by three or just one score. So I think it's going to be a tough one, but I honestly have all the confidence in the world with the way this offense is rolling. You see Joe Mixon's performance on the ground. Joe Burrow is a different cat when it's the playoffs. And Luana Rumo, he just finds a way. Even if they struggle early in the first half, I feel like they're going to find a way to make adjustments in the second half. So I'd, I'd say confidence is there, but... Of course, it, it's going to be difficult beating a team four times in a row. I know Joe Burrow said the window is as long as he's in Cincinnati, but do you feel like they really have to get one either this year or next year? Because I love T. Higgins. I think he's a wide receiver number one on pretty much any other team. But I don't know if they're going to be able to keep T. Higgins and Jamar Chase unless one of them takes a pay cut. And wide receivers these days, I don't know if you've paid attention, not not taking pay cuts. <laughs> so do you feel like the window is these next couple of years, or do you just are you confident as long as Burrow's there that you know, they're going to continue to be a 10-11 win team at least every season. Because we've seen that, you know, when Russell Wilson and Rodgers got paid, guys like that, uh, that their teams kind of suffer because of it. Yeah, that's been a topic of conversation. I think throughout the conversation of regular season, the playoffs, you get the the opposing team saying, well, how are you going to pay all these wide receivers? We want T. Higgins. Yeah, I would say the window is when the Joe Burrow second contract really kicks in. Those extension talks are going to be happening this offseason, and I truly think they'll go ahead and get that deal done this offseason before they get into regular season next year and year number four for Joe Burrow. T. Higgins, if I were to look in the, the future, I think that he's here next year, and I think they may might franchise tag him the following year. I think it's going to be Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and this team is really good at drafting wide receivers. I hope they can find a way to keep D. Higgins, but he's a number one receiver. Right. He truly is, and he's going to get paid, and will they be able to make those adjustments? Everyone talks about the cap room, the TV deals, what that's going to do for a lot of NFL teams, and those are going to be a topic of conversation. This team has defensive guys who are going to be up under contract. You have to make a decision with Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, two of their top linebackers. Obviously, linebacker money, wide receiver money are two different things, <laughs> but I think those conversations, you know, that's really going to hit the following year for the T. Higgins conversation. So I think for now, the focus is – you know, you're, I almost, I still feel like the pressure isn't on Cincinnati in this AFC championship game. Of course they want to get back and they want to win a Super Bowl. They exceeded expectations last year with Joe Burrow coming off his ACL injury. And here they are again, proving a lot of people wrong when nobody even counted them in the AFC conversation. So personally, I think it's, it's maybe it's next year when it really starts to open, but Hey, if they can take advantage of it now, get another trip to the Super Bowl and maybe get that Lombardi for the first time in franchise history. I think a lot of Bengals fans would take it on a quarterback rookie deal who's the when you look at this matchup with the Chiefs who are some players that you would target like props wise I T Higgins has kind of been quiet so far a little bit didn't do too much against the Ravens or the Bills I feel like this could be a breakout game for him this week we know Jamar Chase is always a good play 
I think a sneaky guy to watch is Samaji Piran. He ran the ball really well yesterday. I remember in last year's AFC title game, he took that screen and he went all the way to the house. He could be a guy to watch in this game. So if you had to target maybe one or two guys on the Bengals who could be an X factor to target and props, who would you take? You know, I, I think you bring up a really great point with Samaj P. Ryan. If you go back to the AFC Championship game last year, his touchdown run right before the half to just get them within a couple of scores was a change in the game. He had a really nice breakout run, and I think they're going to try and be able to run the ball versus the Chiefs. And that's one thing that they kind of struggle with during regular season. And we finally saw it. Maybe the snow helped a little bit with Joe Mixon and, and, and Samaj out there. But I would say T. Higgins because – a lot of talk was, you know, the where did Patrick Mahomes go in the second half of that game? He just disappeared. T. Higgins quietly had himself a game versus Kansas City. Even Joe Burrow's last throw in the regular season game in December was to T. Higgins on that third and 11 to really just seal the game. I think it could be quietly a T. Higgins game. Um, I want to just throw out Hayden Hurst. Uh, mm, he had a yeah. couple of really nice grabs in this Bills game and someone we're not hearing a whole lot about because, hey, look, when you have everybody healthy when it comes to your weapons and your Joe Burrow could really be anybody but I would say Hayden Hurst and a T Higgins we're actually seeing a little bit of line movement the Bengals are now two point favorites two now? yeah the total is oh 47 what's your prediction for this game do you think a the Bengals win uh beat Mahomes for the third straight time and do you think this is a high scoring game because I'm looking at this total do you think this is a lower scoring game especially with the Mahomes injury or do you think this is going to be a classic shootout I want to say they know a little more with Patrick Mahomes, but we kind of thought the same thing with the offensive line when you looked at the numbers last week. I'll personally say I got a roll with the hot team. Cincinnati, they haven't lost since Halloween night, October 31st versus the Cleveland Browns. That was one of their worst losses all season long. So I'm going to roll with them as the road dogs. And I'm going to say it's still in the 20s. I, I truly trust in Lou to not let this get into a 30-point game. It's really going to be concerning and something to watch because, look, Patrick Mahomes proved he can throw the ball in one leg. Yeah. You know, what's that going to look like for Patrick this week? And I still feel like he's going to be a threat. They've always found a way to kind of take Travis Kelsey out of the game, and I really suggested maybe the Jags do that last week, and uh, maybe that would have been a different outcome for them. But, yeah, I'll say Cincinnati wins, but I'm just going to go like a 28-24 game. I don't think it's 30, but enough high scoring and offense from both of these teams to make it a pretty close AFC championship game. Lindsay, if there's one area of improvement, we have about like a minute left or so for this Bengals team because we thought it would be the O-line and they were great against Buffalo. The defense has been great. When you watch them play, if there's one area that maybe they need to improve in order to beat the Chiefs, what, what do you think it is? You know, I'll still go with the secondary. Uh, I still feel like they have one of the top safety rooms. I mean, you look at guys like Jesse Bates and even in your cornerback room, you get Mike Hilton out there. You get Eli Apple. Cam Taylor Britt is still a rookie. And Eli Apple has his moments. So of course, you see the end of the game. Cam Taylor Britt gets the game-ending interception versus Josh Allen, and I felt like garbage time. And a lot of people are down on Eli Apple as an NFL player. But I'd say it's still something to watch out on because they lost Cheeto Wuzier. Their number one corner on that October 31st game. And a lot of people thought, well, this season's over if Cheeto's out. And they've been able to just make do and do enough with that secondary to stop some of the top wide receivers that they see. But I would say if there's anything I would look out besides the obvious with the offensive line, because there is still hope that Alex Kappa can come back this week. Jonah Williams to be determined. So getting one more starter would be huge at Arrowhead. So I'll just say the secondary for now. Lindsay, thanks so much. Really good stuff. Enjoy the game. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Lindsay. Go Bengals.
Good Who to day? talk to you guys. <laughs> Lindsey Patterson, day? host for Q102 Cincinnati, and it's always game day in Cincinnati. I'll be rooting for the Bengals, but we're at two right now with the Chiefs. Wow. I don't think we get to three. Ryan, if we get to three, that'll be the whale hammer play of the year with the Chiefs. I'm not a big, like, buying points guy, but if I could get an affordable three oh even with the God. Chiefs. If, yeah, if that goes to two and a half, how can you not take you, the Chiefs plus I haven't, three at home? I haven't played anything. Have you? Like, I, not in that game. Uh, yeah, no, I, mean, I played Eagles one and a half. I got that right away, and yeah. then it's moved. Uh, so right now, again, so the Eagles are up to two and a half right now at BetMGM. And always, we always recommend you shop around. But two and a half point favorites at home. That's minus 115 at BetMGM. Total 45 and a half. Bengals, minus two. Two point favorites going into Arrowhead. The total 47. We're getting Mahomes as a dog on one leg. We got to talk about this when we come back. Ooh. Also, the Badgers cut the lead to one. Yeah, Go Wisconsin. Did. Wisconsin. BetMGM tonight continues next.